What number is this, Chip? Episode 95, the 50 Summers of Love radio special. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short, I know. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. Summers of Love Radio Special. Welcome to another episode of Zilcher Podcast Full of Monkeys. Come down the golden road with us today as we run into Beatles, Raiders, and Monkeys. Oh my. That's right, we are going on tour this summer. Mickey Dolans, Mark Lindsay, and the Fab Four taking you on the 50 Summers of Love tour, kind of a peek behind the scenes, and we'll be interviewing Ron McNeil, the John Lennon from the Fab Four, the great Andrew Sandoval, who's kind of helped putting this together and kind of directing it, and he talks a little bit about some monkey news, and of course, Mickey Dolan joined us recently, and we have what he had to say about the 50 Summers of Love tour. It's time to press the big button and fire up the old Zilchomatic as we listen to the 50 Summers of Love radio special. Here we go. Hi, this is Mickey Dolans. I'm excited. We're celebrating 50 Summers of Love with my pals Mark Lindsay and the Fab Four. Tickets are available now from Ticketmaster. We're celebrating 50 Summers of Love and a special time is guaranteed for all. This is Ron John, John Lennon, speaking with his voice, inviting everyone to come out. For 50 summers of love, you're going to love it. A splendid time is guaranteed for all, you know, which is just great. Peace and love, <laughs> peace and love. <laughs> and joining us from the Fab Four, no, not that Fab Four, the other Fab Four, it's Ron McNeil. Ron, please hello, introduce yourself. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Zilch. Thanks for having me again. It was Could, a lot of fun the first time. Yeah, it absolutely was. You played our Christmas party. It was so much fun. <laughs> we did. I got drunk on eggnog, and I don't know what happened to the rest of the night, but it was fun. You saw a lot of colors. It was good. We did. When, Psycho Jello. Yeah, when Randy Scout Skit was playing, you were you were lost in the clouds. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. We want to thank you for doing that. But you've got something really cool going on. You are part of the 50 Summers of Love Tour. And you play John. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Actually, they got me to shine Mickey's shoes, which is what I'm doing for most of the show. Oh, good. And then after that, I might you know, might bring him a, a water and a towel and that kind of stuff. Ah. No, it's, it's really exciting. We're, uh, it's a real exciting show. We're a little nervous. Actually, tomorrow's our first full rehearsal with uh with everyone mickey and coco and wayne and everybody we're getting together and uh it's going to be a lot of fun and and mark Lindsay, of course as well so it's it's just it's been a a blast learning all these new tunes and everything it's just it's just been great i mean 
as you know from the other podcast that I'm a huge Monkees fan, so the Monkees mm-hmm. songs wasn't a problem. But with the Raiders songs, I got turned on to a bunch of new material, which is just great. I mean, I, I don't know where I've been with the Raiders for this whole time, but I mean, I knew Kicks and Indian Reservation and a couple other songs, but man, I really went into their catalog and they, they've got some great stuff. They absolutely do. And it, it's, it's kind of nice to see the Monkees fans and the Beatles fans getting turned on a little bit more maybe to what the Raiders had to offer because they're one of those bands that should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, that should be a no-brainer. I mean, how many kids picked up guitars based on what they did in their garages and, and went and did the thing, you know? Oh, for sure. It's it's like the uh, No Respect Tour, I think, <laughs> the two bands that aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Monkees was the reason I got started in, in the business and, and the whole thing. I mean, obviously, at five years old, you don't know you're going to be in the business or what that business is. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just running around singing, hey, hey, we're the Monkees. And then to go from that to actually playing with Mickey and Mark and, and doing the full show, you know, as John Lennon for all these years, it's been a, it's been a great thing. Yes, I guess we should mention that you play the John Lennon part in the Fab Four. Yeah, no pressure there, right? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got three other great guys. Would you talk about them a little bit? Well, sure. You know, for this tour, we have, you know, a couple of groups. We have a couple of guys, uh, enough Beatles, if you will, to uh, perform in a couple of casts. So on this cast, we have Joe, who's our normal Ringo who did a great job at the uh, solo show at the Pacific Amphitheater doing a solo. It don't come easy. Mm-hmm. Peace and love. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so he, he'll he be Ringo in the show. Uh, we have Neil Candelora, who's playing our left-handed Paul McCartney, and Doug, who's playing uh, George with us. And it's a really great cast, great musicians, great singers, and, of course, uh, great lookalikes as well. So it's just going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, we're going to do a whole Beatles set, a 67 heavy first set, and we'll take a break, and then we'll get changed to some other costumes. We'll be backing Mickey and Mark, who are coming out at the same time. It was kind of Mickey's idea, which I think is a great idea. Instead of doing a monkey set, then taking a break and doing a Raiders set or whatever, the both of them are going to be out there sort of. So I think when Mickey's singing a monkey song, Mark will be back there singing some la-la-las and sha-la-las and whatever and supporting and then same thing, you know, the other way around. When Mark out is out there, Mickey's uh, will be singing background on his song. So it's you never really get a break. It's a, it's a, like a monkey song, a raider song, a monkey song, a raider song. It's really really cool. It's 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 really arranged real well. It's going to be awesome. So what can the folks look forward to from the Fab Four set? Uh, in the Fab Four, we're mostly focused on 67 heavy stuff, which means mostly Pepper, a little bit of Magical Mystery Tour uh, songs. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to, basically, we're trying to get the crowd warmed up for, uh, you know, for Mickey and Mark. But, uh, you know, mainly 67 heavy. We're not doing any any early Beatles or later Beatles. So we're trying to stick to the theme, the 50 Summers of Love, you know, since it's the anniversary of 1967. And uh, so that's the kind of theme that we're throwing around. Very good.
on what these other costumes are that you <laughs> well i can't really i don't see any wool hats around but i do see some raiders hats sitting around here piled <laughs> up to the ceiling so i'm not really sure we're i'll let you guys let it be more of a surprise for sure it's it, it really is going to be a lot of fun to to do something different you know and uh we're really looking forward to it so just let it be uh, there i like that hey let i'm supposed be. to be making the jokes here yeah <laughs> Uh, it's going to be so great because uh, we're, we're going to see you out on the road and this is going to be a really neat chance to put the Fab Four in front of the audiences of the Monkeys and the Raiders as well. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. I understand you're putting a group together and uh, and a podcast group, and it'd be great to meet everyone and and see everyone live. I think it's good. I think you know, like you said before, I think most Monkeys fans are are Beatles fans, and most Beatles fans are Monkeys fans. Although there's a little bit of a rivalry there, we'll all turn on to some to some Raiders as well. It, it's going to be really really cool. I think this is one of those dream tours that you always wanted to see. Well, you know, we, we talked about it when we first put the show together, looking at the set list, we're thinking, oh my gosh, Beatles, Monkeys, and Raiders, I mean, where, where are we going to have the time? What is it going to be, a nine-hour show or something? It was uh, very difficult. You know, there's obviously some stuff we had to leave out, but there's some, some great stuff in there and some stuff that Mark's never done, I know that for sure, and some some other surprises. It's going to be really, really interesting. I think it's... Uh, uh, the dynamic of the show is really good. Having uh, both of the guys on stage along with the Fab Four guys, there's a certain energy so far that's been translated. And I think uh, that you really don't get that in any other like sort of uh, you know regular monkey show or regular uh, Mark show. And although they, I think they give great you know great shows, I think there's a certain there's a certain it's kind of hard to explain, but there's a certain weird vibe in the room that just brings all the songs to life, and it's it's it's. Um, so far, been a lot of fun. Now you've got an amalgamation of uh, music coming together, and you've you're bringing in Wayne Avers and Coco. They're they're, they're right. part of this. How are they fitting in? Um, they're doing well. You know, I consider them the sort of anchor of you know the monkeys and the Raiders stuff because I know Wayne's played with uh, with Mark before too. So mm-hmm. they're kind of the anchor of the show, 
and uh, because they've played the songs so much and they know all the harmonies and stuff. And I'm sure they're they're directing us around a little bit. And of course, Wayne's amazing on guitar, and so it's it's been great. It's it's we've worked them in to the show not as much as I'd like to. You know, uh, Coco does a great different drum and a couple other yeah. songs we really wanted to work in, and we thought, gosh, it's just not enough time. And so maybe maybe on another tour or maybe a little bit later we'll start to think about incorporating them a little bit more into the show. But they've been a great asset. Like I said, they're sort of the anchor of the show. Yeah, they definitely are the quarterbacks and anchors in a lot of way for all the the Mickey stuff for sure. Just uh, fantastic. What a, what a great musical lineup. What are you hoping to accomplish with, with all of this? I know that this is kind of a dream come true because you're such a huge Monkees fan, and I cannot stress enough how you even make the Monkees part of your regular Fab Four routine. There'll be times when the Ringo is going through his record collection and he'll hold up Monkees albums, and it usually gets a huge pop from the crowd oh yeah oh yeah or he'll will say stand up and take a bow he is standing up yeah you know so <laughs> we try to throw as much monkeys references yeah. in there as we can sometimes but, you guys uh, you know, will start playing last train to clarksville and whatnot it's exactly we've done it a couple times but mm. uh oh obviously for me i'm over the moon i i just don't even know where to start to tell you how amazing it is to work with mickey and to be part of the tour and to be asked you know to to put it together finally we've been talking a, a little bit behind the scenes for a long time kind of running it back and forth and i know mickey's excited too because you know we might throw a, a beatles song or two where he sings a beatles song so we're 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 excited about it i think um you know mickey always wanted to be part of uh of a beatles thing and a, a part of the fab four and i think it's um it's it's really all coming together mm-hmm. so to speak very <laughs> I do want to say that it's it's kind of hard to explain over a phone call until you actually see the show. And, and until we actually do a couple, it'll start to come into focus a little bit. But it, the show's a lot different from just seeing uh, you know Mickey uh, performing his solo show or Mark performing his show or the Fab Four doing their regular show. Um, the elements have really come together, and it's, it's kind of hard to explain. But uh, it's I, I really encourage people to buy tickets and, and come out and check out the show because – I think especially for Mark, it's kind of a, a, a bigger production than he's usually used to. And uh, there's a lot more, uh, you know, there's a lot more, we're using a lot more rare video from the Raiders. And we have some props and some some different things that I think will be, you know, that add to the show that on top of the great music is going to be a different experience. So if you're a Raiders fan or a Monkees fan or a Fab Four fan, you, you really should get out. Come and, and visit you folks. A lovely time is guaranteed for all. Yeah, for sure. We will see you on the road to the last train to Clarksville, where the, or where wherever the kicks keep getting harder to find. I'm trying to dump out all of my puns here now. Yeah, get them all out right now. <laughs> We're gonna take a, a stroll down Penny Lane and there you uh, go. whatever people always say. That stuff. <laughs> also, bring your uh, bring your zilch uh, buttons, your badges, and your Mickey badges, and yep. uh, we'll see everybody out there. Oh, definitely. Well, they they will be at some of the shows, and zilch will be represented. And uh, again, thank you for coming on the show today, and we look forward to seeing you on the 50 Summers of Love.
and she's probably one of the prettiest editors that you'll ever meet. From Tiger Beat Magazine, Miss Ann Moses. In 1966, teenage girls all over the U.S. wanted to be Ann Moses. Why? She worked for Tiger Beat Magazine, one of the largest teen heartthrob publications in the world. Every month, she took young fans where they wanted to be, right next to their favorite musician or actor. In the late 1960s and early 1970s, Tiger Beat was the source for teens, both girls and boys, to read about their favorite musicians and actors. And Ann Moses was in the center of it all. For years, I told their stories. Now I'm telling mine. From touring with Paul Revere and the Raiders to surviving Mike Nesmith of the Monkees, I went on many adventures, and with every article, I took you, the readers, along for the ride. You get to go behind the scenes and see what a groovy time it was. If you were there with Anne from the beginning, this book is her way of saying thank you. You can get Anne Moses's book, Meow, My Groovy Life with Tiger Beats Teen Idols. On Amazon or wherever fine books are sold, you can get the book autographed at annmoses.com for a limited time only. Find her on facebook.com forward slash annmoses. Hi, this is Mark Lindsay. I'm really excited to be playing with my old buddy Mickey Dolans and the Fab Four. Tickets are available right now from Ticketmaster. We are celebrating 50 summers of love, and a splendid time is guaranteed for all. Mark Lindsay of Paul Revere and the Raiders will be joining Mickey Dolans and the Fab Four on the 50 Summers of Love Tour. I know he's very excited about this, and we hope to have him on a future episode of Zilch. I even hear he's growing the ponytail back for this tour. So how cool is that? The Raiders, along with the Monkees, never got the, the amount of love that they should have got. Why they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I do not understand at all. In the house I grew up in, we had everything from the Kinks, to Jimi Hendrix, to the Monkees, to the Beatles, to Paul Revere and the Raiders. Paul Revere and the Raiders were a really fun band. They, along with the Monkees, kind of got caught up in that whole stigma that if they're on television, they can't be all that cool. But I'm telling you, they were. You could probably never count the amount of bands that were started in garages because of both Paul Revere and the Raiders and the Monkees. Some people may scoff at that, but it's not true. Later in the show, I'm going to play some of my favorite Raiders songs. But right now, I'm going to give you, Monkees fans, a bit of a greatest hits primer, if you will. And believe me, this is not all of them. It's kind of a mashup for the uninitiated. Check it out. <laughs>
So here on the Zilch Hotline, we have the one, the only, Mr. Monkeys himself, Andrew Sandoval. Hey, Zilch people, Zilch Nation and Ken. And Ken. <laughs> <laughs> eventually they'll let you in. Ken. Yeah, Don't eventually they'll, they'll let me in, the, you know, the secret handshake and all. That's right, exactly. You are getting ready to bring us the 50 Summers of Love Tour. What can you tell us about this? Well, the 50 Summers of Love Tour kicks off this Friday in San Diego at Humphreys Concerts by the Sea, and it features Mickey Dolenz of The Monkees, who you may be familiar with, Mark Lindsay, formerly of Paul Revere and the Raiders, featuring Mark Lindsay, and the Fab Four, who are the ultimate tribute band to The Beatles. And with the way the show is put together, when you come into the venue, you'll hear lots of groovy 1967 music Mm -hmm. and then the fab four will come on stage and do a 1967 beatles set to open up the show in costume and they're really really great i've been watching them for over 20 years now i I really i'm not only a big beatles fan but i i just admire the painstaking details they they go to oh absolutely uh, try to recreate uh beatles not really a Beatles live performance because they a lot of the stuff they do and they're they're going to do on this night is stuff that the Beatles never performed live. But but trying to recreate what the Beatles did in the studio on stage and in costume and with just four people it's kind of incredible in a lot of ways. Absolutely. So um, we'll have a short intermission and then when we return to our show, both Mark Lindsay and Mickey Dolenz will hit the stage together, and they will be bantering back and forth and doing their hits and some obscurities as well back and forth they will be on stage for the entire rest of the night backed by the fab four plus their special guests wayne avers and coco dolans running through lots of great raiders and monkeys hits and a few beatles ones as well that weren't done in the first set so it'll be a beatles raiders monkeys nirvana really mm-hmm. but except no music by nirvana um, <laughs> wrong decade a lot of people a lot of people were sort of wondering like 
you know, it, would it be like the Happy Together tour where Mickey comes out for 20 minutes and Mark Lindsay comes out for 20 minutes and the Fab Four play for 20 minutes or whatever? It's not that. It's um, it's more of a put together kind of show. And Ron from the Fab Four is the main motivator behind how it's all uh, how it's all being put together with costumes and and instruments and all kinds of other crazy things. So this week is when it's all sort of really taking shape and uh, rehearsals are happening and it's very exciting. So it's 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 a big big show and it's also not a normal show, not a normal oldies sort of package where you just get each person a la carte. Mm-hmm. You, Mark and Mickey and Mickey and Mark both really want to work together this year. And they loved doing their Stepping Stone bit on tour and Happy Together about six or seven years ago. And they wanted to do that again, but they wanted to do a whole night of getting to participate in one another's hits. And the Fab Four really wanted to work with them. They're huge Monkees fans and huge Raiders fans as well. And they wanted to really, what they did with the Beatles, with recreating the Beatles records exactly on stage, Uh they wanted to recreate the Monkees and Raiders records just like that so really getting into the minutia because you know when these artists go out and they play live they're they don't normally go back to the original records i mean in some of the monkeys tours we've done that i've made them force them to listen to some of their old records and say hey you know there's this part that you're totally missing or we should do this song or whatever and you know sometimes they yell at me and throw stuff at me and sometimes they're like oh that's cool (laughs) yeah we will do that so the Fab Four are really, really, really doing a lot of homework to try and recreate stuff even closer than I think what we've done on the Monkees tours. And uh, I'm excited to hear it all, especially with the original lead singers, you know? We actually had the Fab Four play at one of our Christmas parties here at Zilch, and it was absolutely amazing. And they always deliver. I've never seen them not, you know what I'm saying? They're yes. definitely one of my favorite and I almost hate to say the word tribute band because it goes way beyond that. They actually give you the entire Beatles experience in a sense that it's not just replicating everything, but bringing all the elements that you would imagine would be there. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. That's why it's so exciting to me. I mean, the pairing of the original lead vocalists for two of the most iconic bands of the 1960s, plus the Beatles who could never be back on stage and certainly not performing this material. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a magic combination. And it's really the first time I think there's been a tour with a tribute artist coupled with the original artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because we're going in that direction, we want to make it really, really special because it, cause it's kind of a, it's an interesting pairing. I mean, I wouldn't say odd or unusual, but no one's ever really done it before. So we're really sort of concerned and excited to bring something really unique and to use all the best parts of those things together, you know? Yes, it's going to be fantastic. Is the Fab Four going to be in the Sgt. Pepper's outfits? Uh, for the first part of the show, I believe they will be wow. wearing their Pepper outfits, yes. But they will not be dressed as as the uh, musicians from Pepperland in Part 2 with Mark and Mickey. <laughs> they've, got, they've got some other costumes and things which are just being revealed to me this week, I, the, oh, wow. the bills the bills are through the roof for these things. So uh, I'm just finding out <laughs> about this stuff. But yeah, they've got a lot of funny funny bits and stuff, and it's going to be really neat. Yeah, so it's kind of cool to to mix that thing because I really you know if you think on the Monkeys tours, it hasn't really been since Davy and maybe the 80s when the Monkeys actually had 
you know, bits and pieces with costumes and mm-hmm. stuff. We always talked about doing that. Davey was always really excited about doing those kinds of things. But it's been hard to get consensus. It's always hard with the monkeys doing a monkeys tour to get everybody in the same place at the same time and agreeing to do all of this stuff. So job one's usually, for me, getting them to agree on the set list and, um, you know, clothing and other stuff becomes a little bit more of a personal uh, personal thing. And, and costuming and, and other stuff and, and costume changes is usually we never even get to that part. We just, you know, we, so, so that's kind of fun for me to see this show be a real show show, you know. And for anybody who saw the Fab Four recently on the AXS TV appearance on the Tribute Band show, it was such an incredible night. It was fantastic, a wonderful presentation. So I'm sure that fans will be very excited to, to see that, you know, some of that magic brought to them right before their, their eyes. Now, as far as any interesting songs that we're going to be hearing that, that you are really into? Yeah, I mean, with the Fab Four set, it's not just going to be the Sgt. Pepper album. There'll be other stuff from 67, like uh, the Magical Mystery Tour era. I know that there's some, some great non-LP things and, and Magical Mystery Tour things that they're talking about pulling out. For the Mark and Mickey set, I know that in particular I'm excited to hear Mark do the great airplane strike which is mm. not a usual thing for his, his set and uh, it's one of my favorite raiders tunes
with Mickey, there's been a, quite a few different suggestions of unusual and interesting things he could do. But I was with him yesterday because we were flying home from a, a gig over the weekend, and he's still learning up and, and sort of going through stuff. So I don't want to make any promises, mm -hmm. uh, you know, prematurely. But but we but he is putting in a lot of extra work for the show. This is actually something he's really wanted to do for a long time too. So it's kind of fun. How long has it been that you've been working with the Fab Four? Well, this is really my first experience with them. I've known Ron from the Fab Four for about 20 years. I went to see them perform in their early days in uh -huh. Los Angeles, and he's also a major Monkees fan. And so he and I have talked about the Beatles and the Monkees for many hours over the years. And he's brought his son, who's also a major Monkees fan, and has done some amazing Beatle Monkey mashups that are quite legendary on YouTube. Yes. And, and he's involved a little bit in the show as well. So, I mean... I, that's all the exciting stuff for me, you know, is to kind of learn and and see how other people do things, and uh, and so and I'm excited about the new energy as far as uh, people, you know, contributing. So um, so that so this but this will be my first my first series of shows working with the Fab Four. Well, this is fantastic. To me, this is kind of a dream ticket. I've always loved the Fab Four. They put all the attention into detail, and Paul Revere and the Raiders music. It's it's just so iconic and so of the 60s, and it still holds up to this day, though. And, of course, you've got Mickey Dolan's, the, one of the voices of the monkeys. It, it really is a can't-miss tour as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, and quite different than anything that, that these guys, be it the Fab Four, Mark Lindsay, or Mickey, has ever done before, even though, you know, Mark and Mickey have taken part in Happy Together. It's They specifically wanted to do something that was different mm -hmm. than that. You know, not taking anything away from Happy Together, but that's, you know, that's each act doing their their set and not really having a lot of time to plan something out or, you know, have, have any interaction with one another. It's very pleasing for the audience, but this is sort of, this is something that we're really investing a lot in to, to try and make it memorable, you know? Mm -hmm, absolutely. Now, as far as merchandise for the fans, will there be any tour-exclusive merchandise? There's nothing really exclusive as of yet. We have eight dates coming up this year and then two dates on the Flower Power Cruise next year, and we're looking at more dates. And I think that it's possible that more stuff I – mean, we've been sort of talking about stuff, but there's – you can look forward to seeing some of the solo Mark and Mickey merchandise and Fab Four merchandise at each mm -hmm. stop. Oh, but excellent. It's, it remains to be seen whether or not there will be unique Summer of Love stuff as of the first date. I think right. we're sort of still – getting up and running for that but we've got dates sort of spread out through the year so there might be stuff later later in the tour very good i know that we're having a big zilch get together in st louis on the uh, st louis stop so we will definitely be seeing you there for for all of the wonderful good times during yes, this I, I will summer be there of love. and i'll be excited to see the zilch people of uh, of the area and it should be a lot of fun. I remember the last time we got together there. So. Yeah, I, w I really want to thank you because you really helped make it a really big thing. You you stopped up during the our little party that we had at the venue, and all of a sudden, just bang, there you were, Andrew Sandoval himself. And I was afraid you were going to get stampeded and mobbed, but everybody was really cool. <laughs> and you uh, took no. pictures with uh, people. You know, and I mean, it was really neat. 
Yeah, it was it was really neat for me too. I love I love getting to get out and talk to people and stuff. I mean, usually when people see me at concerts um, and they stop me and stuff, I always take time to say hello. Mm -hmm. But they see me running around, they always say, "Well, you look really busy." And it's because I usually am. Right. Uh, increasingly so, I have taken on more hats on tour to to make things work for my bosses. So so I am usually rushing between backstage and the front of house and the video and the audio and all of that other business so but anytime anybody wants to come up and say hello to me i love saying hello and it means a lot to me too i mean i uh it really really uh, goes to right the heart of why i do this because you know i'm a fan and i love people uh, who share the similar interest with me and and I want everybody to know that for sure uh, and I try and make that known I love posing for photos with people I, <laughs> I love signing my book when people bring up my book or whatever I mean or even just saying hi or shaking hands I it's means a lot and especially I see little kids coming to shows and you know it's just it's that's the reason why we're doing it you know not only to to celebrate the music but to celebrate the fans mm -hmm. absolutely so as far as this tour, what's going to be the most satisfying thing that comes away for you as someone who's basically helping to put this all together and manage it? What are you wanting to see come out of this tour? I really want to see this combination because the Beatles are my favorite artists and I love the way the Fab Four do the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And I love the Monkees and I love the Raiders. And I just think, if you think about 1967, I mean, that's pretty much 1967 right there. I mean, Absolutely. It's, it's like everything. When I did the couple of British Invasion tours, which I'm really proud of, I mean, we really celebrated that era and really brought to life that music with the original lead singers in most cases for, for, for that music that means so much to me. And so this is very similar to that. It's, it's bringing to life something that is kind of what you say, a dream ticket, you know, something that you, you know, a great night... I want people to come in to the show and I want them to really feel like they're seeing a lot of great stuff and just get that feeling that you get when you go somewhere amazing and have an amazing experience. It's, you know, for me, it's always like the equivalent of, of a musical Disneyland, you know. Mm -hmm. When you go to Disneyland, you get just immersed in it and you just get – you feel like you're holding a balloon even when you're not holding a balloon, you know. You're, you're really just jazzed by the atmosphere and the – you know all of the experiences and the sensations and that's that's what i'm hoping for this show and that's what i'm hoping that people walk away from very good now do you have a fave beatles song that you're hoping to hear the fab four play Ooh, i'm hoping that they do penny lane or hello goodbye those are a couple of my favorites from 67 yeah but it's tough to pick a favorite you know i've seen them do some of that stuff but i know they've worked up pepper for that access special well Penny Lane, there is a barber showing photographs A baby head is at the pleasure to know And all the people that come and go Stop and say hello On the corner is a banker with a motor car The little children laugh at him
So they've got they've got a lot of stuff, but they've been they've been going just nuts rehearsing everything, and also the productions Terry Melcher's productions on the Parvier and the Raiders records are so elaborate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting hearing that stuff, hearing the Fab Four, you know, throw all of that together. It's going to be crazy to hear that. Yeah, it blows my mind that Paul Revere and the Raiders are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, there's there's so many artists that are undeniably rock and roll mm-hmm. that could be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, our heroes aside, and, uh, you know, that whole discussion, which mm-hmm. I don't want to get into because <laughs> it's too long, too long. But, but yeah, I mean, the list is so long, but I guess that's why it keeps going, you know. So right. Wait. Unfortunately, a lot of these older artists, you know, will not live to see to see their to see their names in the Hall of Fame and that's really really unfortunate but that's the tragedy of it right that is the tragedy but you know they set their guidelines of how many people they're going to induct per year and also they have a certain outlook on what they want to project out to the world mm-hmm. the actual Hall of Fame itself in the museum I think is incredible I mean but the the awards show and you know the broadcast component of it and the whole process I think it's just you know it's just a gimmick sort of thing. It doesn't doesn't hold with it the same sort of, um, you know, real prestige that the actual Hall of Fame, you know, carries. So. Absolutely, yeah. It's kind of sad. Uh, I I don't know how you can have the story of rock and roll, and have a, a band like the Raiders not be included in there. And I, it's, a, it's hopefully just a matter of time. But like we said, the tragedy is that. You know, it would be nice that if people could be part of it while they're still alive. That that's the important thing. So, well, yeah, the redefinition of what is rock music is really scary to me too. I mean, in the '60s, the Association and the Mamas and Papas were rock music. Mm-hmm. But now, if you said, "I love the Association," I think they're a great rock band, people would think you're insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at Kiss. How long it took Kiss? You know, mm-hmm. they are pretty much the personification of rock music. Whether or not you agree with their theatrics or whatever it is that people have against them, I don't. I don't get it. But I mean, it's just we're talking about gatekeepers, you know, at the Hall of Fame, and I think there's going to be a changing of the guard there. I think as generations change, the people who are on top 
you know, that there's a natural sort of flow uh, and ebb to how things go. And I think that you'll see more of the people that we care about get in over time, but it's going to be a long, long wait. Right. Now, you know, I'm probably going to ask this next question. I'm, I'm sure that you've thought about it at some point. Is there any chance that we'll see a video or live album out of this 50 Summers of Love? You know, that's something I hadn't contemplated at all. You know, it's more possible to do that than, than the one that's always asked about, you know, a, a live DVD of the monkeys or whatever, mm-hmm. which we've tried to do many times. We've actually, you know, gone through various stages of trying to do that. But uh, having to deal with everybody signing off on it and the venue and Rhino and and then kind of going back in a big circle because of budgets and stuff – we have never pulled that off, but I think we could with Summers of Love, and that's a great idea. I actually think it would sell really well, and I know PBS would probably love to get a hold of that. If not that, uh, AXS TV definitely would. So, something to seriously consider. Well, my name isn't, you know, my name and number is in the phone book, so if they. they <laughs> People are going to kill me if I don't ask you about what's coming up next for the monkeys. I know that we have the More of the Monkeys box set, the the handmade set coming up, and yes. I know you're going to come back and talk to us about that, but there's a lot of rumors going around, a lot of posts on various social medias from people that are involved in things or may not be involved in things, but <laughs> I I will simply get killed if I don't ask you, what's up? <laughs> well, first off, I'll say that More of the Monkeys Super Deluxe Edition is going to come out this year, I've been told. And I've been working on it feverishly for the last few months, and I'm so excited about this release. I think I'm it's the most excited I've been since the Birds, Bees, and the Monkeys Super Deluxe Edition as far as unique material and great stuff that I think will really make people happy. And so I will look forward to coming back and telling all the Zilch Nation about that coming up in, in detail. Very good. So secondarily, there has been talk about the monkeys doing more recordings, and I have been talking with all of the monkeys, Mickey, Peter, and Michael, about that project. And there are a number of ideas going around. Certainly, with the success of Good Times, it would be, um, you know, implausible that we wouldn't consider doing more recordings. But Good Times is a tough act to follow, and I would say that it's not for sure that anything is happening as of yet, but it's certainly been discussed since the day we put out Good Times and everybody started going nuts over it. I mean, you know, the Monkees having a record that came out that not only was commercially successful, but artistically and creatively successful and critically successful, Mm -hmm. uh, it was a real anomaly in their career. I mean, they hadn't really experienced having a new album come out and having it get those kinds of reviews. So, of course, they're excited about possibly doing some new stuff and there were lots of ideas then and a lot of the writers who wrote for them last time have been excited about writing new songs for them and they've submitted some songs to us and and i've been excited about those things but i think that the the legend of good times and how good the good times are um has been daunting and also time and, and other things has been uh been a factor as well so it's a discussion and it's an ongoing discussion and there's no release date or anything to to announce as of yet but 
you know, know that the monkeys want to be together for another recording, but they just don't know when and how and where. But they do know why. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's half the battle, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, it sounds exciting, and one can only look optimistically at what may happen. Yeah, I hope hope it happens, but I can't guarantee it. So... Mm -hmm. Well, I hope to see you again on the 50 Summers of Love. I know that you're going to bring quality to the masses, to all of us that are going to go. And for anybody who's on the fence about getting a ticket and seeing this, what would you say to them? I'd say a splendid time is guaranteed for all. And basically, this is it for this year. I mean, this is, this is the only chance to really see Mickey in this, in this guise on, on the stage doing this. And who knows? I, I really think that this is a wonderful once-in-a-lifetime sort of event. I agree 100%. Do not miss this tour. Come out and see the Fab Four, Mark Lindsay of Paul Revere and the Raiders, and Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees. You will not be sorry. Andrew, thank you for dropping by Zilch Headquarters, and, you know, we uh, have you on speed dial, and you are welcome here anytime to promote anything. Could you tell folks about your podcast, about your show, and where they can find it? Yeah, I have a regular show that's on weekly called Come to the Sunshine that's all about 1960s music. It's a two-hour show that's been going for 11 years now. And we recently moved to WFMU's Rock and Soul Ichiban, which is available on the internet if you go to WFMU.org. And you can find out all about my show, which is heavily available as as an archive as well at come to the sunshine.com and all the details are there so um, do give it a try if you love the 1960s especially 1960s obscurities i try and do what i've done for the monkeys with pretty much every artist that i love on that show well i'm telling listeners right now that if you love the music of the 60s this is a show you want to check out and like andrew says it's it's all archived and you can get past episodes it's it is definitely worth your time Thank you very much for for that, Ken. And I really look forward to coming back to talk to you about more of the monkeys because I'm kind of bursting at the seams to tell people about some of the really groovy tracks they'll hear for the first time ever on the set. Mm-hmm. 50-year celebration of the monkeys' biggest-selling album, correct? That is correct. That is correct. And since there was more of the monkeys, maybe more of the good times might be a you know <laughs> good idea for a sequel, maybe? Uh, well, I want to do there. <laughs> You've got good times in the first Monkeys album, then the sequels would just be more of so. <laughs> It could happen. It could happen. We'll see. We'll see. I, well, hope. I am I keeping hope. my fingers crossed and my eyes crossed. Uh, Lord knows it, it, it will not help me while driving. So we no, will definitely. see you in St. Louis for sure, and many of our listeners will see you on the 50 Summers of Love. I'll see you all soon out there on the road. Take all care. Right. Bye. Twenty seventeen, the year of more of the monkeys. Hi, this is Mickey Dolan's of the Monkeys, and you're listening to Zilch.
Joining us at the Zilch Clubhouse is the one, the only, sir, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> uh, it's the one and only me, Mickey Dolans. <laughs> wow. I understand that the 50 Summers of Love is now on sale. You can now get tickets for the 50 Summers of Love. What is yeah. that all about? Well, it's a, an idea that um, a producer came up with, and it's a compilation show. I've done a few of those, like Teen Idols mm-hmm. and some other ones, Happy Together. But the, uh, the difference, I hope, is I've always wanted to do a compilation show, but not in the traditional sense where the first act comes out, does 10 minutes, second act comes out, does 15 minutes, third act comes out, then 20 minutes, and then the headliner comes out and does 40, you know, which is great. And I've done many, many of those shows with wonderful, wonderful performers. But I've always wanted to turn it into a bit more like the Rat Pack. Yes. Uh, where you, you don't come out and just do the opening and then go home. So in this case, it's not going to quite be the Rat Pack, but in this case, myself and my good friend Mark Lindsay, and he, he's bought into it. He likes the idea. Basically, we're going to do the whole show together, or most of it. And I'm going to sing on his tunes, and he's going to sing on mine. And then, you know, maybe we will go off stage, and somebody will do a ballad or or Uh whatever. But for the most part, I want to have us on stage the whole time kibitzing, because you can can hear me sing Clarksville all the time in my solo show. You can hear him sing kicks uh, in his show all the time. But when are you going to hear Mickey Dolenz and Mark's Lindsay do Stepping Stone together. The uh, Battle of the Titans, if you will. Well, more like Dean Martin and uh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to not mention the Fab Four. That's even better. I mean, that is a wonderful, I think, a wonderful combination. It is. Um, they're going to be coming out and doing a, a Beatles set, and then they're going to come out and back Mark and I up. And, of course, as you know, they're a phenomenal band. They are. They are phenomenal musicians, besides the fact they do a great Beatle tribute thing. So not only will they get to see the Fab Four in costume do a complete set, but then Mark Lindsay, the voice and lead vocalist for Paul Revere and the Raiders, and some guy named Mickey Dolans from the Monkees, it's just a sensory overload. This is going to be fantastic. Well, I hope so, and I hope people uh, will appreciate the fact that you'll, you, you won't you can't see this anywhere else, you know. Right. I'm, I'll be doing backgrounds, singing backgrounds to, to Mark Lindsay, and he'll be singing backgrounds to me, and then we'll mess about. He's so funny. He has an incredibly wonderful sense of humor. Great so timing, I, too. I suspect it's going to be pretty crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is going to be great. Saint 
celebrate the anniversary of the Summer of Love with Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees, Mark Lindsay, former lead singer of Paul Revere and the Raiders, and the Fab Four. the 50 summers of love tour coming your way thank you once again for being part of this and anytime you you want to promote thank you for your time and get out there and see mickey dolan's of the monkeys with mark Lindsay, the voice of paul revere and the raiders and the fab four it's going to be excellent who knows what you've always got coming up thank you sir see you mickey see you bye bye now thanks you are listening to the 50 Summers of Love radio special. Here's a real fun song. I always thought it would have been cool to hear Mickey sing this, and maybe I'll get to on the 50 Summers of Love tour. Who knows? So without further ado, here's another really cool Paul Revere and the Raiders song with Mark Lindsay on lead vocals. Check this out. It's him or me. What's it going to be?
want to thank you for listening to the 50 Summers of Love radio special. Join us on the next episode of Zilch as we head towards Zilch 100. Thank you for being part of Zilch. Tell your friends, let everybody know, and we'll see you on the Facebook page and on Twitter. Another new episode coming next week. Get ready. We're headed towards 100. See ya. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Burr. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. 2017. The year of the monkeys. Two. Electric. Boogaloo.